Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to another Transfer Podcast on Anfield Index Pro with me, Trev Downey and my old mucker, Dave Davis. And we're going to go through what is a vast ramping up of activity and stories and rumours, speculation and some credible and not so credible things floating around. So to help walk us through it is our transfer guy, Dave Davis. How are you doing, Dave? I am good, mate. Like you said, it is busy time and it's ramping up. So there are two cans of Cherry Pepsi Max at the ready to go. That is imp- that is impressive stuff, impressive guzzling. And by the way, can I just get it out of the way? Because, you know, I'm going to be paranoid about it if I don't say it early on. There's something going on with my Skype situation, which means I can't use my microphone. I'm talking into my laptop. I don't have headphones on. This is the weirdest, weirdest podcast experience of my app, app, uh, career so far. So if it sounds ropey, I can only apologize. I'll try and get on. I just assumed it was fine after last night, but no, it's not. So do forgive my ropey sound. And as we move on into the opening section, Dave, before we do, there's a few little things we should sort of get out of the way. First of all, I want to set the tone for the chats we're going to have. There's a distinct dividing line, isn't there, between the stuff we can realistically kind of feel we can go with that has a credible ring to it and the stuff that 
you know, is frankly towards the bananas scale. Just talk to me around about how you're thinking on these stories breaks down. Yeah, it's a thousand percent right to discuss that context at the start, Trev. So literally, as you know, people, we have been ringing around, texting, WhatsApping, all journos, all manner of contacts that we can get to try and get updates for you. So in fact, one journo, as you know, Trev even called me a bloodhound this week. I think he was one step from blocking me as well. So fingers <laughs> crossed we don't lose that context. But yeah, it's there's literally is it's really important to to set it in that tone because there's so many names flying around, as we know, and it's easy to be like, I've seen us link with him. Though it's credible, but but is it? Because Dave from Twitter says so. You know, is it a journalist? Is it a random person? We, we need to be really clear on that. So we kind of spent a bit of time sort of divvying it up into almost credible potential, as in we've not got a definitive line or we can't get any journal to tell us yet. There's real legs in this, but there's a lot of talk. And then, like you said, there's a few... I think might be heading to the uh, banana slash easy clickbait, if that's the right phrase, Trev. So we'll try and divvy him up in that manner, definitely. Now, before we do, um, it's uh, the poignant uh, moment of the uh, show is about to is about to happen first. Uh, a story we've got to get out of the way. I want you to talk us through what we know about it and from where, because I know there's at least one um, world-class spoofer who's pushing this story. Um, it, it it led me, I had set up the show title here for us, I hadn't seen yours, uh, I'd set up the, the show title as Jude Ass. Uh, that's where I was going, uh, you know, uh, that's where my thoughts were. What is happening with Mr. Bellingham? Why is it happening, Dave? Why have they done this to us in particular, you and I, who are all in on this? And can you tell me a little bit about what you're hearing about the details of it? Because there's one particular question I have to ask you that's making me quite angry. But break it down for us first. What do we know? Yeah, you have to wonder why they have taken our hearts, ripped it out of our chest and stamped on it in front of the pavement, right in front of our houses, in front of everyone. But this is where we are right now. So we've been asking around Trev, around the Jude story that's broken recently. And it does seem to be pretty unanimous that from the player's end, and it's important to say that, the player's end very much leaning towards Real Madrid. And like you said, when we first saw it, it had spoofer category. You know, our, our good phrase, the tapping merchant is himself was sort of peddling the line. But we have to say this, unfortunately, there's a lot of credible people on this. It only takes one glance at Twitter. The thing that's important to distinguish, I'd say, Trev, is it's definitely, well, I'd say definitely, let me just backtrack a small bit there. All the suggestions are that, the players' end, as in the camp, are pretty much there. They have an agreement with Real Madrid. What is also there, and this is a bit where you, I don't want to pull up this thread or just get my hopes up, but there's still a lot of talk that there's not an agreement with Dortmund. And the suggestion is that Real leaning towards, naturally, the 100 million euros end of the scale, Dortmund leaning towards the other end of the 150 million euros to the top of the scale, sounding all a bit familiar to us, those sort of price differentials, isn't it, so to speak? But it does seem to be pretty unanimous from people that the Bellingham camp, so to speak, is obviously a bit big family man. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? 
Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. I very much leaning towards Real. So there's, I don't even know what you call it, the smouldering ashes, the little hope, whatever you want to call it, Trev, it's fading and it's fading fast. It is. And it's funny you went down the road about how the story is out there that, that Real Madrid are unwilling to pay more than X amount. The amount that I heard reported today from several different outlets was £88 million. Now, here's where I'm getting angry, Dave. Why is that not an amount that we could be saying we'd pay as well and trying to do hardball the way they're doing it. It's it's weird to me. Now, if a deal eventually gets done for in the region of 100, again, I ask the question, if we were so interested in this kid that we changed transfer strategies, we risked underachievement for a season and got it, why... Are we not prepared to pay that type of amount? Surely, the, 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 this figure that's being quoted, do you think it's just spoofism? Do you think it's pie in the sky? Do you think he eventually goes for closer to the 150? I mean, any takes on this at all for me? Yeah, it, it is a weird one. I mean, we're all going to be watching this with a BDI, and like you said, price we're going to be absolutely and naturally fixated on what this total figure is like you said trev if it's anywhere around an 88 million mark we're all going to be sat there going what the hell are we doing you know we were led to believe that this was being withdrawn from full retreat etc etc on the basis that we were leaning upwards towards that 120 130 million mark however you want to put it you know and you didn't want it. We were annoyed, embarrassed, all those things. But there was an element of logic there that we understood. It's like you said. Now, if you just pinch a little bit further towards the 100 million, you're still thinking like, really, John? Really? Could you not just have, you know, gone up a little not surely? Especially if we're going to start spending 50, 60 million on other midfielders, which I know I'm saying with a degree of hesitation, but surely, surely around that mark. If it is, Trev, the sort of 120, 130 million mark, it's not a result, it's wrong to say. It's not going to make us happy. But there's a bit of consoling yourself a little bit that, listen, it's huge money, it's huge wages, it's Real Madrid, a ginormous club. You can understand it. You can console yourself with that. And listen, we're all happy. It's not City, for instance. But we are going to be keeping an eye on the price. And my only worry is this, and that this is just my little take on it, Trev. Have Real almost played this that well that now that we're out the running, they're thinking, this player wants us, Dortmund. It's quite clear. We've got an agreement. His contract's running down like we know, the limited time. 
we can bring you down on price a little bit because we're the only horse in the race type of thing. And if that is the case, Trev, how stupid from Liverpool. That's what it feels like to me, man. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like we may end up getting schooled again by Real Madrid as a club, which sticks in my craw in so many ways I can't even begin to articulate it. But let's get on with whatever we can sort of rescue from the news that might give us a little bit of hope in the wake of that particular frustration, which is what it is at best. It may develop into anger. Let's, as you say, watch this space. But we do have um, some very credible stories floating around. We are linked with several players. Are you okay if we just go by player by player and you can tell me where it is the sources of the stories are coming from and maybe give me your take on how realistic you feel these links are. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think that's fair because it gives context that naturally we can say we're, we're not pretending to be ITK, so to speak, by any guys. We've just been asking around, getting as much info as we can to present it to you now and you can make your judgments from there. Yeah, let's go for that. Of course, man. And again, it goes without saying, and if if you stumbled into our show and you haven't listened to us before, that's 100% what this is. Dave goes, he talks to as many people as he can, um, creditable sources. He talks to people that should have a clue, and he synthesizes as much information as he can for the show, and that's what we discuss. Um, And if we're talking wild speculation, we will label it as such. So, Let's begin with one that won't go away, one that seems to be in the credible bracket, and that is Mr. Ugarte. What do we think is happening there? I have seen quite a few stories from quite a few different outlets and quite a few names that I recognise from the scribbling world. Seems that this one has a bit of legs, Dave. Yeah, this this really is a fascinating one, and it, it almost depends where you are in the world as to what story you get. And what I'm also looking forward to this round, or with this round, Trev, is how many names can I butcher in an hour period? We could be going for a record, but we'll give it a go and say. So, yeah, there's multiple journalists, you know, in the UK, in Uruguay, it's important to say, and in Portugal mentioning this. There is no you know, smoke without fire. There's definitely legs in this. So we're looking at, or as we've been searching for, you know, the credibility, as you said, Trev, Rodrigo Romano, so very big, you know, journalist in Uruguay, is very much the same that Liverpool have serious interest in Ugarte. It's a serious move. Well-respected Portuguese journalist Bruno Andrade, you know, he's, he's had links in the past to players, as we know, that have ended up resulting in a move. So there's real credibility there. He's also saying the same. Interesting, you switch then to the UK, Trev. You've got Simon Jones in the mail saying, we've scouted him and we've been to his games, but not a top target. Even pretty much today, you've then got Neil Jones saying, yes, again, he is on the list, but we're not necessarily favourites. We're not a top target. So naturally, we're, we're doing digging, like you say, as much as possible to try and get info. Everything that we're getting, and this may be important to say, Trev, it's from the UK side, naturally. We're not getting anything, you know, from foreign sources, so to speak, label it that. But it's suggesting that we are in there, no doubts about. We've got the links with Mendes, everything like that. But we are not necessarily the favourites at the moment, is what they're hearing. And there is definitively other Premier League clubs 
involved. They're all saying unanimously, they expect he's, you know, plumbed for a move this summer and it will happen. But very much the UK side, mate, saying we're involved, we're interested, but we are definitively not favourites at this moment in time. And that that's the thing you never know. It's almost hedge your bets. So the UK guys more clued up as the, the local journalist, the the national journalist, i.e. the Uruguayans, are they more clued up? It's a pick and Trev. I really don't know. But yeah, depending on who you want to believe in which country, that's what we have at the moment. I guess the cynical part of me always just goes and expects that it's whatever will drive the most traffic in whatever market. So maybe annoying Liverpool fans in England might be the thing that will generate more clicks. Maybe flirting with the name Liverpool if you're based in Uruguay or Portugal might be the thing that will generate more clicks. Who knows? It's hard to know. Um, As you say, we can only just keep watching the space and reporting on what's being reported. Now, you mentioned Neil Jones there. It was remiss of me earlier on. I was supposed to do this before we started our run through the players. I know you said he's had a few interesting revelations today. Was that one of them or do you have some other stuff? No, it, it was one of them. I think the, the most interesting thing, and it's almost important we don't just use this as a default setting, so to speak, from what, what he claimed today. But, and I say claim because, you know, he's a well-respected, well-renowned journalist. So, you know, you totally value everything that, that he puts out. So Neil Jones was suggesting that today, very much that Liverpool are targeting players in the Premier League, i.e. have got Premier League experience. Now, I've seen a few interpret that, Trev, on, on Twitter and the various social media angles saying, oh, that means like you can just rule the likes of Ugarte out and that type of thing. That is not what he said at all, and he was keen to clarify that as well. There's still other players on the list, and Ugarte was mentioned and discussed, and even another one in Portugal just that they came up today that we didn't even have on our list, Florentino Luiz at Benfica. But he was keen to say that he's being told Liverpool are targeting domestic players. That doesn't rule out, naturally, overseas players coming in. But he's just briefing what he's been told that way. So, yeah, probably important context there. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to uh, Dave on his daily show today uh, or yesterday, and he was echoing a sentiment that's been just screaming through my brain recently, which is the concept of, I hope we buy for now for success for now and if we are buying for success for now i can see where there's a lot of logic in going and getting someone who is i know the old cliche premier league proven but you can see why and you can see why therefore we'd be all excited and we were all excited for so long about a caicedo uh, and we can see why some of the other names are being mentioned uh, they're going to be on our list in a minute because they are guys who have done it in the league and therefore that idea of Let's try to make the most of the, the the waning but still great years of the likes of Van Dyke and uh, and Allison and some of our other greats, uh, so that we can actually maybe get some more trophies over the line in the short duration of time that we have left with Klopp. Um, so I hope that's the idea behind um, what uh, Neil Jones has been uh, briefed on there in terms of Premier League talent. One that isn't in the Premier League, but is just linked repeatedly by, again, several of the big, bigger names, uh, several of the bigger UK names, is Gravenberch. Just will not go away, this story. What do you reckon to this one? 
Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think you're right. There's so much weight to this when you see it. And you can name them, can't you? The Jones, Pierce, Joyce, the Oracle, you know, all talked about him, all backed up. Who, to be fair, we've got to give the nod to someone who's been on Media Matters, Jonathan Norcross from the Sunday Times. He sort of broke that story that Liverpool have even been over and met Graven Birch's camp, i.e. his dad predominantly. So, yeah, there's definite weight to that. And again, when we've been asking around, what we're getting told is, Absolutely. He is a serious option under consideration. The two biggest things we're being told with that, Trev, is number one, the player wants the move. That, to be honest, does not surprise me because he's having a bit of a, a nightmare in Munich, isn't he? And it's not really going too well for Bayern, all things considered at the moment. They're a bit of a, a clubbing crisis, so that's understandable. But the other key part to that, and is trying not just to go default, as Neil Jones says, but we are being told, or from what we've been told when we're asking around, he's on the list, if you want to call it that, but he is not the first choice or not in the top name. So if he comes, it probably means we've missed out on some of the top targets. <laughs> yeah, that, it's funny. That's what I was thinking as well. I found myself thinking if Ryan Gravenberch is the answer we come up with, perhaps the wrong question was being asked. But again, I don't want to be too judgmental. Um Mason Mount, the other one that won't go away. Um, there are probably two more on this list, which are the ones that won't go away. But in terms of the most likely to end up at Liverpool, I've always felt Mount was the name that would inevitably uh, end up uh, at Anfield. It's the same usual suspects from the British media, with one or two others added in, all sort of, again, clarifying that this is very, very serious connection. Um, do we have, do, do you have a certain level of, does it feel almost inevitable to you, this one? Because it does to me, and I don't know why, Dave. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really, like, pulled towards this one for a couple of reasons. I mean, like you said, every major name you want to name in the UK, Lynch, Northcroft, Jones, Pierce, Dominic King, Joyce, everyone's mentioned Mason Mount. I think it's well known that Liverpool are there for him. The one thing, uh, well, actually, that's a lie. One thing, there's a couple of things it's worth mentioning is that when we've been asking around, it's now gone a bit quiet. You're not sort of hearing him mention too much. So when we were asking around about that, there's a few journalists are telling us that there's a couple of reasons for that. They are almost making their final decision. They're still expecting that Chelsea may come back with a contract offer once the season's finished, based on conversations Mount's had with the club. There's the other element of 
he's preparing for the eventuality because he's deleted his Twitter account. So that, that's pretty much gone, Trev. Maybe, I don't know, he's expecting abuse. If he does go through with the move, I, I don't know. That's me assuming. And very much with him being injured or expected to be out between now and the end of the season, it's just giving him that time to almost reflect, think carefully. Because it's still a big move, isn't it? Let's be honest, to go from Chelsea and Liverpool. Let's not pretend, you know, pretend the two clubs like each other remotely. So it's a big move in that regard. The biggest thing... And this, this isn't a scoop, it would be wrong to say, but from who we've been asking around Mason Mountchev, the biggest thing I can say is that a lot of, there's quite a few journos are telling us that naturally he's right up there near the top of the list. But a couple have told us that, and I don't know this player well, I can't pretend I do, but Jesper Lindstrom, if I pronounced that right, at Eintracht Frankfurt, is almost the backup, the alternative, at almost half the price they're expecting to. Now, Lindstrom has you know, done well in the Bundesliga from what we're being told. I'm not going to pretend I've watched him week, week in, week out. But also, the things we know, he is an avid Liverpool fan himself and he would jump at the move. But yeah, that was probably the, the biggest thing we've got told over the last few days, that Mount, very close. Liverpool want to do it by all means. Lindstrom the alternative. Just one more thing on Mount as well that might be actually a, a real issue that doesn't seem to get mentioned, Dave. I was talking to my uh, PT yesterday when I, I was dying on um, my second set of 10 repetitions of some obnoxious weight. And we were talking about, he was he's a Chelsea fan, he was talking about how the last thing he wants to do is see Mason Mount go because for him, Mount is like Chelsea through and through, been there since he was six or seven or something like that. And, um, you know, he rates him really, really highly, this guy. Um, but what that's one thing uh, is that, you know, he, do, he does have that, you know, heritage with the club and all the rest of it. So he might be very reluctant to move for that reason. But there's the other elephant in the room, Dave, isn't there, is the, um, the new manager. Uh, and, and and what he will value, because we're hearing that it's probably likely to be Maurizio Pochettino. It's gone a bit quiet, that one, but it's it's likely to be. There's a lot of talks, uh, a lot of talk about that. So if Pochettino comes in and says, hey, Mason, you're my boy. We have a load of superstars here, but you're my boy. And if that happens soon, that could colour everything right about the about the potentiality for a move. It could turn his head completely back the other way. Yeah, absolutely agreed. I think it is probably a bit of a concern, I would think, for Liverpool that if Pochettino does get in his ear, and, and it wouldn't surprise you, you know, we're thinking about his time at Spurs, he's he likes a hardcore, shall we say, of British players. He might well be thinking in that manner. And if he does get into Mason Mount's ear and start, you know, whispering sweet nothings, as it were, it might just be a little turning of the tide, so to speak. So it's definitely one to keep an eye on. Now, the... Biggest name that's potentially uh, coming our way, and I exclude a certain Brighton player from this, which who we'll talk about later on, and I'll exclude Mr. Bellingham from this. Next on the list in terms of lads that I think everyone would really like to see at Liverpool is McAllister from Brighton. And again, he's getting name-checked by all the right people. Or <laughs> is it all the wrong people? Who knows? There are at least one or two other sources that I know you have who say that we look 
like we might be in the reckoning here in a really serious way. What do we know about McAllister? Because, like I said, you get a player like that coming, everyone starts to feel a little bit better, right? Trev, forget the um, forget the smoke without fire analogies. Someone has poured like 50 crates of gasoline on this one. Every man and his dog who's respected is now pushing this hard. And it probably tells its own tale that the other night, Paul Joyce mentions him as a serious target, really does. And even today when we've been asking around, we're being told that Listen, McAllister is the prime Jude alternative. You know, Liverpool are going hard for this one. And you like you said, there's a mix of the tapping merchants are getting in on it, naturally. But if you look in, in his home country, especially, there's quite a few Argentine journalists getting there. I think, again, let wash me butcher a name here, but Gaston Adul says we're the closest, you know, the, the most respected Argentine journal in regards to football matters, and we've moved early. We are getting, Trev, literally, the biggest thing, you know, as we say when we're trying to get it, is one journalist told us Liverpool want him, they want him bad, there's an offer on the table to the player, we've told him exactly, you know, where he fits in our plans, etc, etc. The full sales pitch has been made, the player's key, it's now, and they expect a fee to be with Brighton, they've had those initial discussions to be no issue at all. So, Everything we're getting told on this sounds good. The only caveat, because we've got to do this, Trev, we know how things work with this club, is there's going to be interest, as many of them suspect, from other Premier League clubs, especially Manchester City. And if they do come in, Trev, you know, now it looks like they're missing out on Jude, it wouldn't surprise you. They have Champions League football, they have more money, you know, all those things, etc. So, it will be interesting to see what effect that has. So I'm just treating this with a little pinch of pessimism, if that's the right sound to get my teeth in tonight. So, yeah, it's 100% one to watch, but just with a bit of a careful restraint as well. <laughs> Can we not have any just unrelenting hope anywhere? I agree with you completely. You're so right to say that, because if City are in for him, I imagine City get him. The same way as when Real were in for someone, Real get him. That is the sad thing about what's happened in the last couple of years and the falling off that's occurred in, the, well, the last year, let's say. There was a time very, very recently where Liverpool were a destination club uh, uh, to rival any. Um, unless it was like some kid from um, somewhere in South America who'd been uh, obsessing about Real Madrid all his life. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But I, I feel like we just, I, I feel like we slipped a little in a very short period of time, slipped a lot rather in a very short period of time in terms of that attractiveness. And that's heartbreaking because um, I'd have been confident about McAllister otherwise. In terms of um, trying to get the right mix and uh, spending a comparatively, what we imagine would be comparatively frugal budget, uh, one of the names mentioned is a young talent, um, Mr. Lavia, uh, who's currently at Southampton. Um, I've heard so many people talk, speak so highly about him. I've seen some compilations and I've seen him play maybe once. So I am no Lavia expert. However, he is very, very highly rated from people whose opinions I'd respect. Um, what do we know about the potentiality of this one? Yeah, again, 
definitely a credible link, definitely something there. If, if you look at the names, probably Miguel Delaney, maybe the biggest one who says Liverpool's one of a number of clubs interested. And he has been mentioned a couple of times by the likes of Neil Jones, James Pearce, etc. So there's definite interest there. We didn't, we didn't get too much on this. It would be wrong to say that. But the little bit we have got when we've been asking around is there is interest, but it's a complicated one all round. Manchester City have got a buyback clause in there, Trev, but it doesn't come into force until 2024. The biggest thing they've got, though, is the option to, to match any bid, so to speak. You know, if, if it comes in, they can come to the negotiating table, jump to the front, so to speak. Also... There was a bidding for him from Chelsea in January time. But I don't know what that means, because I think Todd bid for about 8,000 players in you know January time, so I'll let you decide on that one. But very much because of that element, even with, even with Southampton going down, it's seen as quite a difficult deal to do. Now, he's liked by a lot of clubs for good reasons, even in you know, a, a dismal season for Southampton, they are rock bottom. Very much, this this guy's been one of their shining lights and really does seem to have a high ceiling. So I can see it, I can understand it, but everything we're being told in simple terms, interest, yes. Easy deal to do, definitely not. <laughs> now, seeing as we're sort of on a downward curve in terms of optimism, but again, this is the credibility part of this of the show. This is where we're talking about things that are slightly more certain than not. Sadly, this is for the wrong reasons. The one guy who I know most people feel is the most ideally suited to come in and do the things that we need to do is Moises Caicedo. And we've been watching Caicedo and we've been watching as Caicedo's value has gone up and up and up. And it feels, doesn't it, Dave, like we're going to hear the same old story here that we heard with Bellingham and we, we may well hear with one or two others as, the, as the, the window goes on. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. <laughs> Literally, the best way I can sum this up, Trev, is a journal responded to me with four words saying, it's dead, mate. Dead. 
full stop. That's, <laughs> that's literally how he described when I asked Liverpool's interest in Moises Caicedo. And Neil Jones, probably more diplomatically, said, you know, it's unlikely. We, we've always had interest. And this is a bit heartbreaking for us, let's be honest, because we've name-checked this player as someone we'd, we'd love Caicedo at Anfield. You know, he would be massive for us. But everything we're being told, his fee is beyond us. It's it's going to be a fortune. It was 70 million was turned down from Arsenal in January. He's renewed. It's Tony Bloom. He's a master negotiator. He's probably going to get the cash in from us or someone from Alexis McAllister. So he is going to demand a king's ransom for Caicedo. And unfortunately, Trev, we don't have it. We ain't going to pay it. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's uh that's a heartbreak laughter in case you were wondering there listeners uh now in terms of some of the other names that we have heard regularly there are a few that fall into a category of either it's gone away gone quiet or we can't really find out anything definitive in terms of links i'm thinking here about Kefren Turam. I'm thinking about the boy we saw last night. He's no longer a boy, which is probably the main reason we're not linked to him in Paulinha. And of course, over at Chelsea, our mate Gallagher. So what about those three? Uh, they're names that were really, really in the mix a while ago and no longer seem to be. I think it's obvious enough in the case of the Fulham man, but I'm not quite sure where the links to the other two have gone away. Yeah, well, I mean, we just wanted to be honest about this because people think, you know, the cynicism, are oh, they're just repeating names who you've heard. Like, we have gone to every source we possibly can. You probably heard at the start of the show. I think some are probably going to block me or ignore me anytime soon. But the names, exactly as Trev, Trev said, Turam, Palina, however it's pronounced, and Conor Gallagher, we just really can't get anything on them. That doesn't mean, you know, we, we don't know everything that's going on by any means. We're not pretending that. But... We're just getting no credible updates, bar what you could read on Twitter, uh, Discord, whatever group you're in, etc. yourself. So it's one of them. We can't even really say, can we try to keep an eye on them? We just don't really have anything on them. It, it's, it might have gone quiet, but there's nothing we can really give. So not fibbing to you, nothing on them. Now, a couple of other names um, who weren't necessarily linked as much. But there's certainly interesting ones, and you can see how some people would think they might be ideal for Liverpool. First one is um, Ignacio. Now, I'm going to go out and uh, on a limb and be honest here again. Another one of those who I'm not wild familiar with. Um, what can you tell me about what we've heard about these links to Ignacio? Yeah, again, this is almost, as, as you said before, it's that category where we've not got definitives or absolute, you know, we've been told anything, but naturally there's, there's a bit of something there, if that's the right phrase, or yeah, we're getting in, intimated certain things. I know that sounds strange, it's not smoke signals, but just bits of what we're getting told. So this one's a, a fascinating one. Again, I ain't going to pretend I know this player inside out, but as we're being told, a left-footed centre-back, a young Portuguese left-footed centre-back, who's done well this season. And actually, from what we're being told, as well as all the natural shouts that the LFC scouts or the people have been watching Ugarte, 
this kid has actually been watched as well, Trev, that he is under consideration. You know, he's looked. We, we've not got anything to say he's on a list, he's top, he's being moved for, anything like that. But we have been told he's been watched. So we can't put him in that top, top bracket of, you know, we're getting credible info. But it's being intimated that he is a player that very much interests Liverpool. So probably want to, to keep an eye on if that's the right phrase. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. And the next one um, is a player who I've heard quite a few of our AI chums discussing in various different um, places across the channel. Um, he's uh, a defender, and I'm not sure, Dave, if the jury ends out on this one. What do you think of that, eh? Eh? Love it. Absolutely love it, mate. Absolute class. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, this one. The, this typical Dutch player, maybe. They don't lack for confidence quite often. He's a, he's good at you know speaking his mind and he's not shy or shrinking violet by any means. So you think of what we've seen in the, the Dutch paper, The Telegraph, we've linked with you know Anfield. And the fascinating story that his missus is already over here, house hunting Trev on Merseyside. So that was a fascinating one. So, yeah, that kind of came from nowhere. But even in the last few days, he's still going, so to speak, personally, Timber, because he's done a couple of stories in the last few weeks or interviews where the first one was when he said that I gave Ajax my promise that I'd give them one more year, i.e. he said that last summer, so this is that year, and he's done his time, so to speak. He's then saying, there's a lot of interest in me. I've got to sit down with Ajax and look at the next step. All the, like I say, that Telegraph article, all the suggestions are coming that very much this is the summer he wants to make the move. He's done his year, he's done his time, and all the smart money from what clubs are saying, as much as he likes Barcelona, apparently, that's what we're being told, the smart money says... England is his destination. Now, this is one of those, I'm, I'm phrasing it carefully, Trev, we do not have, by any means, you know, we've been asking around that Liverpool's his destination, it's close, you know, despite what that Dutch Telegraph says, but we are being told that, yeah, he's a player that Liverpool have watched for a long time, although we have watched a lot of players for a long time, we're the best at monitoring in the business, as it were, but not buying. So, it's definitely a keep an eye on it. And, if you ask me personally, if I had to gamble, I can see him at United, being honest. You know, Ajax, Ten Hag, the old links type of thing. I'm not convinced he will end up at Anfield, but it's one to keep an eye on, and I do think he will end up in England eventually. Now, in order for this squad reshaping to occur, we know that there are guys who are going to have to go. You and I have discussed this on not one but two previous shows quite recently. Um, the areas and then the individuals where we thought there was a good chance they might move on. But that list is starting to grow a little bit. And there's one particular high profile name that could conceivably be an outgoing. And I don't know if it's colored a little bit, Dave, by the most recent setback that this poor kid has suffered since he's been at Anfield. But I'm hearing a lot of talk about the potential for Thiago heading for the exit this summer. What's your take on that? 
Yeah, it, this is bizarre. I've got to be honest. When I first saw this, Trev, I actually, and, and you know, fool me maybe a little bit, I put this down as kind of, it's just a lazy journalism move, you know. He's had his injury, it's not worked out. They're just linking his old club, you know, going back to retiring the sun, etc., etc. So there's been those rumours around about Barcelona and them being interested. So naturally, as we said, we asked around, you know, we, we hassled everyone to try and find out. The few bits we got back, Trev, have told us that there is something in it. Barcelona have made contact with us. Yeah, doesn't mean it's, as we told, doesn't mean it's all done, it's all sorted, anything like that. But there is something in it and Barcelona have made contact with us. But the suspicion in me, again, the pessimist, we're trying not to be on a downer tonight, but it's almost, you know, there's that <laughs> scar of pessimism. I don't think they're making contact without some sort of encouragement, especially a club like Barcelona and all their documented history. It's also, it's one of those moves, Trev, you're not going to get much money out, you know, for him, I should say. I know he's on high wages and people are going to talk about his injuries. I get that completely. I'm not denying that. But you're not going to get serious money for him at his age, with a year left on his contract, with his injury record as well. So does it seem that wise to me? I really don't think so. Even if you can get for me 20, 25 well-managed games out of him this season, just run the year for, you know, let it go down. But knowing how Jurgen Klopp works and everything, if Thiago Alcantara does want that move back to Barcelona, I do think he will sanction it. So it will be interesting to see what happens. And most importantly, there's definitely something in it. Yeah, there can't fail to be something in it. Uh, it's 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 logical. It's logical that Thiago will be underwhelmed at what he's been able to achieve at Liverpool in his time um, for a variety of reasons. Um, and you know, there are people who understand the game, and uh, sometimes I wonder how many of them are there are know how what, what a wonderful footballer he is, despite some odd recent articles about his potential quality or impact on the team uh, that he's had. I don't don't see how you can doubt that or how you can see that he doesn't really make us tick. But anyway, that is that and it'll be what it'll be. And it could be a a sacrifice in terms of squad management that may have to be made um, as the summer moves on or the early part of it, at least, because we get the impression, don't we, Dave, from what we're hearing that Jurgen's really anxious to get everything done early as possible. That that is one of those stories which we're hearing a lot of. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that, that we're getting told, it's it's not almost like a, a direct transfer, but everyone we're asking, you know, like when when's this happening? That it seems to be the briefing across the board. And it's right to say that as a briefing, it very much is coming towards all the journalists. He wants it done early, he wants it in place for those players return for I think it's the 8th of July or 11th of July once the, the international camp's finished to get pre-season abroad, etc. Jurgen Klopp wants some of these done early. Now, naturally, people are then going to sort of draw comparisons or there's going to be speculation when John W. Henry turns up at the, the West Ham match and all types of things. But everyone is saying to us, Jurgen wants serious business done early. He's demanded that. So may well be a driver for these types of things. A Leighton Clarkson, um, a guy who's been highly rated as he came up through the youth system. There's definite uh, 
legs to the stories linking him with a move away as well. Yeah, absolutely. So doing well for Aberdeen this season. I won't pretend I've watched him, but apparently should say doing very well for Aberdeen on loan this season, you know, attracted real interest from, from various sources. And the two giants up there, Rangers and Celtic, very much like the player from what we found out. More Rangers though, especially Michael Beale, an ex-Liverpool coach, is apparently really trying to use his Liverpool connections there to try and muscle in, get something on that deal. And as we're being told, it, Bit a bit linked to another club, but Michael Beale were very and Rangers will very much try and focus on sort of young British talent and bringing it in there. And Leighton Clarkson is very much in their sights that there's a full expectation Rangers will come in with an offer at any time, and it'll be up to Liverpool to decide what to do. There's another high profiler um, that has been a lot of chat about um, heading away, and it's starting to sound like it's very much. Uh, a done deal, but I want you to talk me through how real that is or not. He's everybody's favourite kick him up in the air merchant. He divides fan opinion to a certain extent. Um, I've always just had a real sneaking affection for him, even if he's not doing particularly well. I was speaking, of course, about Jim Milner. What do we know about this? I think kind of mad story about where Jimmy might be playing next year. Yeah, it is crazy, but if it does come off, Trevor, and it is largely, like you said, it's 99% there by the sounds of it come off. What a move for old faithful, as it were. Jimmy Milner getting one last, you know, golden break, as it were, at the end of his career. So literally it broke the other week, didn't it, with Ornstein that, you know, Brighton were interested in bringing him in, you know, talked like almost the Lana trail, wasn't it? Going to Brighton, being a senior player, an element of coaching, that Milner was going to tread that path at the same time. It's now, I think, like you said, it is pretty much there. I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp announces it even at the press conference or it comes out tomorrow, that type of thing, that Mel Reddy's pretty much confirmed it. Even today, Neil Jones and James Pearce saying, yeah, all the intimations they're hearing is it is pretty much a done deal. It might just be one that they almost want to let Milner announce it on their own, on his own terms, sorry, possibly. I don't know, but yeah, almost a... A bit of a sad summer this way, isn't it? A bit of a sentimental, you could call it, soft, whatever. But a summer where number seven, Jimmy Milner leaves and number nine, Bobby Firmino leave. There's a bit of sadness there, Trev, let's not lie. I think that's I think that's absolutely fair because the two guys were kind of front and centre in in the years where we were doing something great. Uh, and uh, like I say, whether you were necessarily a fan of Milner as a footballer for a, a starter, whatever, it's hard not to like the fella. Um, and you know he's in that category. I think of of being just infinitely likable. Uh, and as a result, I, I'd be sorry to see him leave. And I know. Several of our colleagues are not big fans of the intangibles. I get hard to get too excited about those things myself, but I do, if not necessarily think he should be starting because he's the lactate test king. I do think there's a lot to be said for having um, people who are, you know, generally positive and um a wealth of information and experience around the squad. And if he was happy to be not necessarily playing all the time, I wouldn't see a massive amount of issue. Um, the only thing I can see being an issue is, of course, the fact that we might need to free up his wages, which is back to us 
being poverty stricken again and possibly not the best note for us to end on. So I'm going to leave that note as always to you. I saw a few mad little links, but I'm not going to stonewall you with them or whatever the word is. I'm not going to just throw them at you at the end of the show because I don't know if they make any sense at all. We'll save them up for the next one. I'll have a little hit list for you that I'll send you on in advance. So as ever, let's just leave the last word to you. Where do you want to take us to finish the show this week in terms of uh, final thoughts? There's there's the two halves of me, Trev. It really is this sort of Jekyll and Hyde feeling that I want to be positive and I really want to think like, yes, McAllister seems to be the Jude. And then you add in Mao, you add in Ugarte, it looks good. Even if it's not necessarily them and there's a an alternate like a Lavia, a Graben Birch, I'm being positive. You know, you, you look at how we're doing. We're on a roll again. All those things. Also, there's the other bit of me, Trev, that is screaming out loud like, come on, Dave. Look at all these people being trimmed, trimmed off the wage bill because we are poverty stricken, as you said, like. Jimmy Milner joins Navi Cater, joins the Ox, joins Bobby. You know, Adrian goes back and the wage bill just comes tumbling down all before we hear the news of welcome James Ward-Prowse and that type of negative side. I should really have selected him. Sounds bullying almost, doesn't it? But there is that part of me. But we can't deny that part, Trev, because look what FSG have done to us in the past. This really, really is a fascinating summer for so many reasons. I do feel, though, especially as we get into the transfer madness, which we know is going to ramp up in the next few weeks, it's going to be a make or break summer if Liverpool want to stay or get back to that top table. It really is massive, and I suspect we're going to be talking about plenty in the next month or so. I think you're right. And you're dead right but to, to mention what FSG have done to us. Um, I hope the FSG supporters ahead of Liverpool supporters are starting to get some sort of a, a sense of where their loyalties should lie. Because, you know, realistically, whether you're all about them or not, it's hard to be too upbeat about what's happened recently. All you got to do is look at the start of this show where you and I are sharing our heartbroken uh, feelings about the Bellingham thing and the nature of how it may well pan out, which could be more than heartbreaking and actually infuriating. So these are all important bits of context. And we try to sh- throw these out at you as we talk about all these stories, Dave and I. And that is our little lot for this particular one. No doubt these shows will come back at you thick and fast, but for another one, literally chock full of information. Thanks a million, Dave. Cheers, bud. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.